The thing is, most people, when they look at Christian Benteke and they think assists... Mm-hmm. No, they... That's so hilarious. <laughs> no one, <laughs> no one looks at him and yeah, thinks so assists. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast this is david smith scott free hit weeby brian chesco <laughs> that's so what? stupid <laughs> what you huh. look you're gonna regret doing that we don't know that yet jerry's that's still out just my thought no, jerry right. is still out and i have to say our last two pods have ended very well discussing that free hit debate but we're not here to do that today sure well we, we've already done it really it's true that's true now we just need those double game weeks to happen so we can see if i was right or if you were right that's right now let's give people more uncertain advice. That's exactly what we do. We are so good at that. In fact, we've been doing that for the last like four years, right? Mm-hmm. But today we're going to do it about a particular position that is proving to be challenging right now in Fantasy Premier League, and that is the forward position. Injuries and other things have made this very, very uncertain for what to do, and especially since the top two forwards and overall scoring in fantasy premier league this season both have different colored triangles next to their name mm. as i'm sitting here tell me about it looking at it you think scott you think brian might have something to say about this i think he does so let me say what we're going to do and then i'm going to let him do his thing sounds good we're going to talk about forwards we're going to talk about what you should do who you should own and uh, and how the, your lineup should look as a result of what we're talking about moving forward it's going to be all about the forward position a little something i like to call Forward thinking, Dave. Oh, oh wow. Look at you. Very punny. In order to set the stage, though, for us to be able to have this discussion properly, we need to do something we don't normally do, and that is we need to start our show with an injury roundup. Forward edition. Brian, take it away. Howdy, partners. It's the injury roundup. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is the most exciting thing that we've ever done. <laughs> Are um, you sure? No, it's, it's probably not. I don't want to build it up too much. Yeah, sure. Look, let's start with the big hitters because, like you said, Scott, the two the two biggest obviously have crushed all of our hopes and dreams. Uh, going, you know, with the rest of the Premier League season in front of us now, and uh, so we'll start with Harry Kane because there is something to say about Harry Kane right now. Leave it to Jan Vertonghen uh, to poop on the Harry Kane comeback party. Uh, in an ESPN interview he did, uh, yet it was posted yesterday. Jan Vertonghen reminded everyone that, hey, the World Cup is this summer, and Harry Kane needs to be healthy for that. Uh, it's nice that he's looking out for a non-fellow teammate World Cup edition, right? Yeah. Uh, Jan Vertonghen said, I hope he'll return before the end of the season. And so some are interpreting that. Uh, Football.London is one of this one such place, is interpreting that as... This might be more serious than the team or Kane or anyone else is going to let on. Just because the World Cup is more important for England than Harry for and for Harry Kane than it is the rest of Tottenham season uh, in the Premier League. Unless Chelsea manage to find fourth place again. Yes. Now that is true. So whether or not they rush him back, I think at this point they know they are not going to throw him back out there as fast as possible. 
if he stays on the on the timeline originally given, it's the middle of this month. It's the middle. Well, what would be April by the time it, you know by the time this any of this matters? If it's as bad as anyone else is suggesting, I mean, maybe he gets the last month of matches. Maybe a little bit of a World Cup warm up. Yeah, I, you know, I would guess that he would want a little bit. You know, you would want uh, some match time, and I think you're definitely right. If it turns into Hey, Chelsea's caught us. Chelsea is is nipping at our heels now. Yeah, definitely. I think it might, you know, it might uh, might move him to action a little bit sooner. But either way, thanks a lot, Jan. Um, kind of kills the discussion of if and when to bring him back because now it's just a matter of will he come back at all, and so how many weeks are you going to get of him when it when it finally matters? Big gun number two, Sergio Aguero. Oh man, buckle up, you guys. The Sun is reporting that Sergio Aguero picked up his injury in training when he tried to chip the keeper on a finish near the goal. Uh, in so that was his training pit. That was his injury. Okay? He, so he basically like stumped it into the ground and hurt himself. Yeah, yeah. And so it was that. <laughs> that is what that is what That's caused brutal. him then to not play for Argentina in either match over the international break. Although he did get the call up for the first of those two matches. He did not even travel uh, for the match against Spain where, they, where Argentina got absolutely destroyed. Yeah. Lucky him. Uh, they are also saying, though, in this same article, Sergio Aguero is expected to return to action versus Everton on Saturday. As if these waters were not muddied enough. world. It is... It could very well be just a short-term little knock that he got that was enough to keep him out of the match a couple weeks ago, not get risked during the international break, and could be enough for him to be selected. He could be on the bench for the next match. The conspiracy theories that we bought into last time we talked about him, if they were just a ploy to avoid the international break... That is equally brilliant yeah. on the part of Pep and Manchester City staff. <laughs> it kept him from traveling for yep. the second of two matches. Exactly. And Good. now he might be ready. Right. Amazing. <sighs> I the almost want to just stop right there because I feel like that's, as, like that's already all the drama that the sure. forwards need for that's the rest true. of the season. But there's more. But there are some more that matter, Dave, in, including yours, your favorite team, Arsenal. Yes. What? Alexander Lacazette. He's back in training. Yes. So Lacazette is training. The Telegraph is reporting they're hopeful that he can return versus Stoke on Sunday. The big news for him, though, this week was that Arsene Wenger finally explained, explained, I can't put enough quotes on that, like (laughs) that that he has subbed Lacazette more. Yes, I I saw. Because he, the quote was, he plays in a position where you sub more than, say, a defender. Uh, an, not a satisfactory explanation for most. Uh, he hasn't been explaining things very well at all. Recently. No, not at all. Most of the season, Dave, you would probably say. Uh, in his estimation, though, he said that Lacazette has struggled a bit more in the second half of matches, specifically saying uh, in the last 20 minutes where he was a bit less sharp, which I feel like that is, you might as well just say he's not good. Well, no, I, I just well, I but, feel like you he said now he did say in fairness he did say that it part of this was adaptation that he needed this as an adaptation okay. period. As I say, it, maybe it's less that he's not good and more that he's been playing in France. Right. So 
I don't know what you want to do with that. I don't know if that means that well, this is like like I not, not that I don't help think, help he, me understand the translation though. Is it he starts the game and then the last twenty minutes is not as good? That's what Wenger or he comes to, in the last twenty minutes and is not as no, good. No, this is Wenger saying basically in the matches that he had played pri- up up to this point. Yeah, he basically faded towards the, in the second half, right. especially the last twenty minutes, and yeah. that and that that was down to sharpness. I feel like all of this is because of everything he missed against Spurs in the second match against Spurs is what it feels like. Well, I mean, it feels like all the criticism is on that one. In that one moment where well, he was the where he was glaringly look, obviously the cause of problems at the end. Technology has never been better in analyzing athletes' fitness, their performance during games. Like they wear those little when they're in yeah. training, those little practice chests that tells the trainers at every minute of the the whatever they're doing, what their heart rate is, and and probably gives them tons of other readings. Right, so it's probably. Now Wenger it's said the analytics very possible. He says, Wenger said this is not this is not a fitness issue. This was a sharpness issue. Well, so men- that's the other thing of this. So he's just mentally weak. As a lot of as a lot of people are saying this, it, it it's it seems a bit damning of his performance in a way that you don't. Well, I mean, obviously you got you have other players now to cover those spaces. Like you're not. This isn't as uh, it's not as crucial for him to be out there. Sure. This is. By far the longest injury roundup we've ever done. I probably will have cut the music. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope the music is like <laughs> slow, on a slow fade right now. I'll probably play through once and let it fade because. Either way, yeah. you assume because he's been out for a while, Lacazette is going to, they'll need him to be, they'll need him to get minutes. You got Europa League coming right around the corner right after that, right after the and weekend. That's where it needs, it, right. he will be very important. So you need him. You'd like to have him for sure. Yeah. Unless you trust Danny Welbeck alone. No. To, hell to run no. your forward spot. Exactly. In, the south, in the South, we say, hell no. Right. That's South United States, yeah. by the way. Um, Not South Wales. So, uh, <laughs> quick by one. the way, I want to know if practice chest is the actual name for that. <laughs> the practice chest. Uh, <laughs> Kalechi Anacho fractured uh, part of his right thumb oh, uh, playing good. with Nigeria over the international break. But Lester is still, according to Sky Sports, expecting him to be available for selection against Brighton on Saturday. Not a, a huge import to all of the uh, right you know, to Premier League uh, fantasy Premier League owners. Uh, the one that could matter, which will make everyone annoyed, this is adding to the annoyance. Charlie Austin. Charlie Austin very well will be back for the first time in 14 weeks against West Ham on Saturday. Uh, as Sky Sports reminded us, uh, he had five goals in the seven matches prior to his injury. He could easily score two on his first match back. Hey, yeah. Uh, on the plus side, and that's exactly it. You you you'd expect if he comes back, he's the preferred man for the job over Guido Carrillo. And who's the uh, and, caretaker uh, manager right now for Southampton? Um. It's Mark Hughes, your favorite player. Oh, sorry, your favorite player, manager He's the ever. actual yeah. manager. Uh, I guess it's Gabby Dini is who I was thinking of. I don't know who Mark Hughes is going to prefer. That's so, hard. Uh, so on the plus side, he, you know, you 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 have the form entering the injury. You have the form of the other two guys, which is not great. So that's you know plus for Charlie Austin. On the negative side, though, he just missed fourteen weeks with a torn hamstring. Yeah. Uh, on the second part of the negative side, it's Southampton. And then on the third and pointiest side of the negative side, uh, thir- three of the next four matches they have are away uh, to West Ham, Arsenal, and Leicester. And their home match in between there is against Chelsea. What's his price? 
Charlie Austin is just hang on a second. Charlie Austin is 5.8. All right. I am probably about to collect at least four to five pounds when I sell Harry Kane. Um, Charlie Austin is the same price currently as uh, Steve, Steve Mounier. Uh, Callum Wilson is in that same range. See, I, I don't care. So, a, a, a Charlie Austin coming off of injury is more desirable than either of those two guys. Come on. Come on. You can't be. You're not going to play him before he does anything. Are you? I'm going to let him come off the bench this weekend, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to replace him. Well, uh, I'm going to replace production. Jordan Ayew with Charlie no, Austin. You're in, that's, you're in that range. Yes, definitely. And, right. I'm, and I'm only going to use a few tenths of a pound that I'm going to have from my profits when I sell Harry Kane. But I've got to talk about that later. We're, we're still waiting on that. Eric Maxime Shupo moding who is not cl- classed as a forward, but Don't is, you mean Jean-Eric Maxime? Uh, yeah, uh, he has an extra name in there somewhere. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, groin injury versus Everton, something you uh, may have seen him do shortly after he scored uh, against Everton. Seen him do a groin injury? Yes, you might have seen him injure his groin. If you were watching that game, uh, you would have seen it. it was, he left the, he left. Uh, the match shortly after that. Paul Lambert says another few weeks out because it was a nasty one. Words you don't want to hear about a paper cut, much less an injury to your groin. <laughs> uh, all of that is good news for Mom Diouf, who is likely to return from his shoulder separation. Um, so another one of those cut rate guys who's probably going to walk straight into a situation where he is needed. The Juf is on fire. Juf is... Not on fire, but he could catch a little bit sure. of fire uh, shortly. Jor- uh, Jordan Ayew is still suffering from the red card he received against Huddersfield. And it's a painful one. Mm-hmm. And that is the uh, that is the names of significance for your forward opening to the forward edition of the Fantasy FC podcast. Mm. This week. I think you set the table pretty nicely for no, us, No, that Dave. was good. Scott, I want to revisit because I was sort of... Uh, just a few minutes ago, kind of harsh on you about Charlie Austin, mm-hmm. and then thankfully to the this is the amazing fastest re- this is the fastest revisit we've ever had technology. Thanks to amazing technology, I was able to look up what he did when he was playing. He played yeah. for the most part in the first nineteen matches of the season. <clears throat> he scored six goals in nineteen matches, mm-hmm. and that's why his form that's was not great. Bad, right? And but the, when you look at the minutes he played compared to the goals he scored, it's really good. Yeah, there was a game he played ten minutes. He scored in that game. There was a game he's played thirteen minutes. He scored twice. There was three other games where he played. He started and played the whole game. Almost Willian like in his efficiency. But there was. He had one, two, three, four. There were six games where he played 10 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. So out of those, you see what I'm saying? I was poo-pooing you before I actually knew facts. It's still Southampton, and they suck. But they didn't suck so many when he was their forward. That's going to be funny when that's beeped out because people <laughs> won't know what we actually said. Yeah, And it, it won't be as dirty as people think. No. But I'm going to beep it out. But that'll be funny. I would say, especially like we said, in the next four matches, that four, you're okay if he plays against West Ham and you knew, like now, you know he's coming back. He hasn't played in a long time and he's healthy enough to get minutes. You'd be okay. You like that matchup just fine. Yeah. Uh, at Leicester, 
not great, but definitely not. Uh, I don't think it's nearly as intimidating in any way as it was, you know, as it was at any of their best, you know, in the best uh, they, the last couple of years. They are in a relegation fight. Yeah, and now so, and Chelsea. I, mean, I think goes for something. I think Chelsea, home to Chelsea, is the one you probably you know, just. That's like the least desirable of all of those. Uh, would you no. rather play home to Chelsea or away to Arsenal? You'd probably rather have the home game against Chelsea. Well, you like being at they home. What I'm saying is it's form. not like of all the people you could play at home, Chelsea is not the first person you choose. Sure. You know what Understood. I mean? Understood. So it's not, I would say, not ideal as far as four matchups go, but definitely not anything. Like Southampton, I think, I feel like they have quality enough. If they if they perform, if they get any kind of Mark Hughes bump, uh, you know, you, you could you feel like you could get something out of that. You guys should. We should talk about where the where all the money's going right now. Where like, is the I money like going? That's a, I feel like that's a good thing to also say because right now, of the top transfers in of forwards, I'm a little surprised by this. Okay, number one is Aubameyang. It is not. It's Lukaku. It is Lukaku. Yeah. Now, I'm a little surprised that it's and it's and it's by enough of a margin those two are by far and away the top two guys coming in yeah um lukaku Yang, both over 150,000 transfers lukaku was at 170,000 transfers in in okay. this past week uh vardy jamie vardy fourth most transferred in yeah uh at 91,000 transfers firmino which 50% of people have firmino anyway Right. Probably after last week. So he's almost 100,000 transfers. Or 79,000, sorry. Glenn Murray, the ninth most transferred in player of all players. At A 40. lot of British mm-hmm. FPL players, wishful thinkers there. Glenn Murray. Jank. No, hold on, hold on, we got Jank. Hold on, hold on. Before you move on. Yeah. Glenn Murray, lest you forget, points per pound. Is decent. No question. Right. Was no question. number two, only second to Jordan Ayew. What's Murray's price again? Lemurie is six point zero billion dollars. Honestly, he six could be your third even, forward, and he's Easily up. A, a and that, good, and that's and he up. is up. That's up because he, he, he was five point nine, and right. all these all these additions have have raised him. Glenn Murray at nine, Jenk is at ten, Jenk Tosun forty six. You said you said nine. Yeah, most transferred. You mean in. oh ninth most transferred? Yeah, in. Yeah, Murray's ninth most transferred in of all players. Jenk is tenth. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then for the rest of the forwards, you don't get another forward. Uh, sorry, no, Gabriel Jesus, which is shocking to me. That is that, that low? That he's on the list. Or that high? That he is the 12th most transferred in Why, why is player. that shocking? Because, because I think... Because Aguero, people think Aguero's injured. Right, but what I'm saying they're, is... They're not into the Pep shenanigans. The wizardry of Pep Guardiola. If you are trying to hit a grand slam here... In the next few weeks, Jesus might be the may, might be your guy, but I feel like I feel, I feel like, like he's so there. expensive. Unless you're buying him in, it, unless it's like a Vardy, you know, if you're doing a Vardy uh, Jesus Firmino front line, mm-hmm. which you could easily do a bunch of two, a bunch of tier two forwards, right? Yeah, I just I'm just surprised that he's that high considering how uh, volatile the. Manchester City situation is, yeah. and how insignificant the Aguero injury now seems to be. Right, it, I don't see it as secure. But however, thirty-eight thousand people are saying you're dumb, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting sure. because w- this whole idea—I mean, it selfishly came about a little bit because of me, the, the idea for this pod. Because my front line consists currently, and st- it did two weeks ago. It still does. I, I didn't change it 
around my free hit weekend. Uh, and you're pushy. And I'm, because I'm pushy, mm-hmm. I, I make you guys uh, succumb right. to my will. That's true. Uh, Harry Kane, Sergio Aguero, and Jordan Ayew right. are my three forwards in my lineup right now. And as I sit here, I'm actually kind of tempted to keep Aguero and yeah. sell Kane. And then next week with my next free transfer, sell Ayew. And the only question at that point is going to be Murray or Austin with a lean towards Austin if he is coming off the bench and looking okay this coming weekend. Now, that's early. We've got a lot to discuss here because there's a lot of forwards to go through. Uh, rounding, out the least... end of, rounding out the end of the list, are well, they're deep down there, but Ashley Barnes and Marcus Rashford, both at 29,000 transfers in. And well, 20, Rashford is more expensive. Rashford's more expensive than, in my opinion, that you'd want it. Like, out of all the guys we just kind of you just kind of listed, Rashford is by far the most expensive. Well, and it's and, interesting. And, and that... I think that kind of takes him out of a... Like, he seems to be in a price range, like, on his own. Again, Dave... 29,000 people are saying that you're stupid for even suggesting that. It's interesting that... That's a lot of people. It's interesting that Lukaku's number one and then Rashford's so high. I know that they can both play at the same time, mm-hmm. but that's still interesting. You you know, there's a lot of people, you know, maybe they're banking on one or the other to do well. Someone's going to probably miss out. I, I can't imagine both are going to score goals. And I'm sure a big part of that too, which we can, you know, if you want to add this to the equation of the forwards is is the double weeks with Manchester United Manchester United's matchups being the particularly tasty ones which we talked about that a little bit last week. The Rashford thing is is really blows my mind cuz if if you I like I well I tried to base most of what I do on stats although favoritism comes in sometimes and just dumbness and differentials. No. But listen, <laughs> Rashford other than the Liverpool game, okay, hasn't scored since week 16. So for 15 plus weeks, he literally did nothing and honestly hardly got playing time. In the last five weeks, he played in three games. Yeah. Okay. In two of them, he were he was subs. He started obviously in the Liverpool game when he scored twice. There's no way in hell I'm bringing Rashford into any type of lineup. He's got a weird price. And if you look at yearly production, I'm not going to just take one game and be like, oh, look at me. I'm going to go get me some Rashford. That sounds like chasing goals to me, too. That's absolutely I, I just don't. That That is fine. Way, Those 29,000 or whatever number you threw out there that says I'm stupid, that's fine. I get it. Probably more people, if they had a chance to vote on that, would say I'd, I'm more stupid than that. But those people are stupid. Was that your South Wales voice? That last one? No, that was. Uh, okay. I don't know what. I don't that know was. What that was. I think uh, hillbilly country yes. south. That, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That that was. That was out in the country guy who has had too many drinks today. Okay, that sounds exactly right. All right. Yep. Absolutely. Now, before we go any further into uh, this forward discussion, we need to stop and regroup for a minute. And in order to be able to do that, uh, we're gonna listen to a word from our latest sponsor. Cool. Hi. This is Kamar Roof, forward for Leeds United. Hmm. I'm here to promote Forward Ladies, a hometown company from right here in Leeds. I don't know where you're going with this ad. Forward Ladies isn't like other women's networks. Their mission is to create a global platform that connects women to opportunities, networks, businesses, and expertise that empowers them. Oh, that's a relief. I thought this was going in a different direction. Since 1999, they've worked closely with some of the biggest names in business, creating innovative events and programs designed to help women achieve their individual aspirations. Learn more by visiting their website at forwardladies.com. That's an actual thing. 
forward ladies. Yeah. The nice. future depends on what you do today. Thank you, Kumar. Yeah. It was really well cool. Done. Good spot. Man, I'm sorry for interrupting a few times. I was a little nervous at where that that was going. Yeah, like forward ladies could be a little misleading. That's because you're like, a, is this a call you're a, service. That's because like, you're, you're an old pervert, man. I mate. Well, I, I mean, hey, I don't know. Don't apologize to me. Apologize to Kamar Roof. Kamar, yep. my apologies. And Leeds, thank you for letting him perform this ad for us. Yeah, absolutely. Back to our show. What's next? <laughs> All right, I want to start going back to Harry Kane, just like we teased up front during the injury roundup. Anyone who owns him. You've got a little bit of a decision to make. It's not so simple as to see a red triangle next to his name, see that he's not playing, and go ahead and just sell him. Obviously, it is easy to do that because you can sell him for literally anybody in right. FPL, and you'll be able to afford that other person. It's very weird because I have I did that last week, and I brought in Firmino for the double match week. I mean, for for excuse me for week thirty one. Yeah, I have nine point one billion pounds in my bank. Yeah, that's a lot. I can't even spend that on one player. Right. You, you've got I mean, that. If I want to take negative fours, because my wild card's gone. And so, like, the only way I'm spending that is, like, slowly, kind of week by week. The other thing is, do I want to just go ahead and spend it? Because, you know, could it come if he gets healthy, Brian? That's right. And I want to bring him back. Right. Now I have to it's, get rid of multiple people. It's the people. same issue that it's always been. We met, talked about that earlier in the season. It's not the selling. It's, it's the getting the buying back. back. That's exactly and, right. And, you know, even when he comes back, is he going to have the same form that he had before? Now, luckily, is he going to be in limited minutes? Now, luckily for everyone who has sold him quickly, he, he has dropped significantly already and is probably going to drop again mm. soon. So he's already down to 12.7, where he was up to 12.9. Sure. And so now he'll probably assume it'll go at least to 12.6, potentially 12.5. But you're still talking about, I mean, even with Lukaku, you're still talking about over a dollar difference. And know? that's not easy. If and, you don't have, that's not easy to get in your bank. And, if, and, if, and for those of us who put him together, paired him with Aguero. Yes. Selling Aguero and Kane. It's like you're you're the filthiest can, rich guy right, ever. Right. Can you play the song In the Money? Can you find that <laughs> yeah, song and sure. play that while Very we talk that. about this? Because yeah, sure. that's what happened. Everyone all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's what it's like to have eight dollars or seven dollars or whatever it is. Because well, yeah. probably you sold him you know, I waited until after thirty one, but you know, I sold him for somebody who's significantly cheaper. After I had already sold Aguero for Callum Wilson. Mm, so right. I'm already at like a plus plus six dollars or whatever that is. Mm. And now it's Kane to anyone else, and you're only adding to that gigantic well, number. And the, the question is, where are you using that money? How much of it are you going to use? And what are you going to have left when you want to buy those guys back? And that was exactly my yeah. point. You've got nine pounds in your bank. That sounds amazing. I mean, I'm looking at your lineup. There's about 13 guys there. I'd probably look to transfer, <laughs> transfer right. out with that you money. You just hate my defense. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. I, it was another show. I had to make another dig. Sure. I'm sorry. No, that's, that's um, fine. But the question that just becomes, like, if, if you're going to use that to, to increase your squad, the quality elsewhere, what are you going to do when you want to buy them back? I don't know. Maybe right. you just Maybe you're just selling Harry Kane to say goodbye for the year. If you come back, oh, well. You score a hat trick in the final well, weekend. Oh well. Brian's yeah. information though sort of leads us to the fact that 
he might not that's really possible right? truly yeah. be back now and that's that's exactly it and that's so the, so i think that's a really good first question is what i i think everyone probably feels the same way the second that you sense if you know that kane is in first team training and i guess given the situation if you know he's coming back and he's going to play are you jumping on him that moment knowing that he is probably crucial to whatever it is that Spurs are trying to do. Or to whatever it is that England's trying to do. Right. And don't forget, he finishes seasons well. He starts them poorly. Last season, the only person better than Alexis Sanchez over the last five weeks of the season was Harry Kane. And and Alexis was absolutely out of his mind, and Kane was better than him. So, yeah, and and we've talked about it before. Their schedule... In, in this in the short run here is not it's not great but from for the for the end of the season starting week 30 like basically the second half of week 34 you're good you're good with spurs the rest of the way so yeah i just feel like the second you know that he's coming back i feel like he just becomes i feel like you, he's essential so again. now we've got to now we got to act like we don't have those 4 pounds in our bank that's the only way we're going to get him back well so, I don't want to throw this to the midfield, mm-hmm. but likely, I know for myself right now, I would still have about a dollar leeway from where I am right now to spend almost wherever else I want and go from, like, Steve Mounier back to Kane if I need to. <laughs> now, that's not, that's not probably everyone's deal no that sounds crazy right and so it's seven dollars it's a seven dollar difference and so if you can if you've sold those guys and you have that bank i'm assuming unless you're just gonna say you know what screw it i'm not gonna have luka milivojevic in my midfield anymore i'm having you know i'm going straight i'm going to christian erickson uh, right yeah i'm gonna go that's five dollars you're basically spending five dollars and that makes it impossible then you cannot go you, you know, especially if you've gone to Lukaku or Aubameyang, which is which is what most everyone has done at this point. I think the question is like where where you're going to do that with Harry Kane. To me, I don't know if that's. I mean, I feel like not many people are going to have the luxury of waiting around for it. And well, you're either going to have to like. Think I think it's going to be that, worth it. That's what I mean. I feel like at the end of the season, I think it's more like what you said second, Scott, which is you know what, he gets a hat trick. I'm going to have to be sad and watch him get a hat trick. And somebody yeah. else that, that was able to grab him quickly is going to pay off. It's going to pay off for them. Pick three out of four of these next strikers. Okay. Is this, Scott, a, group? I want you to is do this a group of people, Scott? That you're gonna uh, I'm going to give you four guys okay. and I want you to pick three for Scott first and Brian. Okay. Aubameyang, Firmino, Lukaku, and Vardy. Because technically I can have three. I already have Aubameyang and Firmino, but I want you off the top of your head, considering all factors mm-hmm. four out of those th- three out of those four yeah lukaku Aubameyang, bardi firmino i don't know how much of this is arsenal anti-arsenal bias okay their schedule is really nice though i like there are reasons not to like firmino and vardy Really? But both are in decent form as well. I think Firmino's streaky. And so if you're going to buy him now, you you need to really keep him for the rest of the year. He's he's a cement buy. 
in your lineup in order to get the full he'll, benefit. He'll go 2-2, two, two, and then all of a sudden he'll twelve. give you a It'll a be 2-2-12. Two, two, yep, yeah. exactly. 2-2-12, two, two, and then 1. That's just what it's going to be. And you got to have him for all four weeks to get the benefit across right. all four weeks. So, I but I do still like him because he's in great form. He's third overall for the year. I mean, that's kind of outstanding. Vardy is in great form now as well, and I don't see that changing, especially since he's got something to play for, which is to get them into, get Leicester into European play. Mm-hmm. And and two double weeks for Leicester City the rest of the way. That's a good comment there. Mm, so then in my mind, it just comes down to who's my number one, Lukaku well, you, or Aubameyang? You didn't even answer, uh, talk about uh, Lukaku. Yeah, so my number one then would come down to Lukaku or Aubameyang. And as hard as it is for me to say, form, you go ahead, Lukaku. Really, I don't love the fact that he's basically scoring like a number two forward at a number one price, but it's at least consistent. That's well put. And I know that I'm going to get five. Yeah, and I'm okay. I think with that. Now, over the Obama Yang uncertainty that still exists there. What What's the uncertainty? Tell Tell me what that uncertainty is. Well, he's probably going to play. Okay. But what are his scores? He has in five games, he has nine nine zero two six. From recent to yeah. So three out of five recent. games he's scored that he's played in. <sighs> and he's not so playing hard. in European. I know. Football. And here's what so there's nothing I wish and there was it is a cupcake. The schedule Arsenal schedule is great. And he's definitely gonna play because three, he's not qualified three out of the for next the Europa four, League. Three out of the next four are at home. Right. No. Stoke, All right, South I got Hampton, my final answer. I got my final answer. Okay. Final answer is going to be Lukaku, Aubameyang, and Vardy, and I'm going to buy three other Reds. Okay, that's interesting. Hmm. Lukaku is averaging, up to this point in the season, 2.69 shots per game. That seems low for a striker. Well, Am I crazy? Let me like for perspective's sake here. We've already talked to Kane and Aguero since we're since this podcast is basically pulling them off the table in the discussion, which is which Scott is leaving him on his table, but that's right. his own that was that that is that's, just, that's a consequence of of already made decisions. <laughs> Kane is at 5.59 shots per game. Harry Kane has taken this is I feel like this is so nuts. Harry Kane has taken 162 shots this season. Wow. Salah has taken 118. Just wow. to give you an idea wow. here. Who's the, who's the rhino, Dave? Who's the rhino? 67 of Harry Kane's shots have been on target. So uh, so it's not... He's, he's I feel like he's, he's just not, taking he's a spraying. million shots. He's not the machine gun, Scott. Listen, let's clarify this rhino thing. The rhino thing means Salah doesn't have... He's not ever scoring touch goals. I have. Sta- I have. Blasts. This is a way That's off. True. This is way off topic. But I have a. I know what you're seeing, Dave. In Mohamed Salah of Liverpool, yeah, has missed 19 big chances this season, okay. which is most of anyone in the Premier League. That's what you. That's were that's, seeing right early, early on. Yeah. The only problem is, you're you're. Liverpool and Mo Salah hate yeah. prevented you from seeing with your full peripheral all, all vision goals. on it. Yeah, goals. so he missed again. Yeah. It was all is kind of what was building the narrative for you. Meanwhile, we were cashing in on the hat trick, right? And then as you're turning <laughs> around to tell everyone, sure. oh yeah, 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 <laughs> Dave is right again. He's kicking like two in. 
Uh, no one's pooped on me more than Mohamed so, Salah. Anyway, <laughs> Kane's at 5.59 shots per game up to this point in the season, which yeah. is a ton. Yeah. Aguero is at 3.88. So mm-hmm. Lukaku at 2.7, basically, at 2.7 shots per game is is pretty good, but Alvaro Morata is has 2.75 shots per game up who, to this who point. Who is that? Season. Who's this he guy you talking about? He's for Chelsea. Oh. He is a striker for Chelsea. Spanish. Is he still on their Spanish team? Player. Yeah, he's still there. Oh, okay. Wait, is he the um, pretty? Is he the pretty one? Oh yeah, very, oh, okay. very pretty. All right, got it. He's not prettier than Giroud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Obama Yang, in the five matches he's played up to this point. Yeah. In his favor, I feel like this is favorable. Although his shots, he hasn't taken a ton of shots. He's got he's averaging just over two shots a game. Yeah. So it's about two shots a game. All 11 of his shots, which he's taken so far, have been inside the penalty area. Which, career-wise, that's very consistent. He and is... it's Vardy-esque for this, for this discussion. I feel <clears throat> yeah. like he's way more in the Vardy uh, Chicharito class of, of sure. striker. He's, not, he's hardly ever... He, you don't expect him to kick he's... a lot from outside the penalty no. area. Nope. 70% shot accuracy up to this point. And he's created four chances in his five appearances. Which I felt like is pretty good. Yeah, like you you want that kind of you want that kind of of play from your striker. I don't have the. I, I mean, I can't say the same for Lukaku, but we know what Lukaku's established. I feel like whatever mystery there is for Aubameyang, there is not with Lukaku. You know what you're getting with Lukaku. You know that he's gonna. He's like we've said that all like every week. I feel like we've said that is here he goes. Being just good again. Yeah. He's just been really good all season long. He has been. I feel like as as sold as he was and as bad as it looked for a little bit, it was never as bad as everyone felt like it was. Yeah. So I feel like that's a fair a fair thing to describe him as just a very stable, solid, like a, I feel like if you know you want five or six from your guy, Lukaku is that guy. He's not going to get you. It doesn't feel like he has double-digit potential almost any week, but he sure seems like he's got five or six in him every week. Anyway. Yeah. I'm there. And you would say, like, just as also comparison, Firmino is at, at 2.3 shots per game. So he's in that same... Yeah. He's got the same, you know, about two and a half. He's going to get a little, like, two or three shots per game. You hope, you know, hit, most of his shots are inside the area as well. So you just hope... I think with Firmino, you're just hoping that he... You know, he gets one of the five that Liverpool are going to score, you know, against garbage teams. You just hope that that kind of thing continues whenever they play against trash. Yeah. Anyway. Well, no, I think that's, I think, listen, that's good info. Who's next on the list? Well, I I wanted to to keep going through the top five for a second because I do feel like Firmino and Vardy are two other guys that are there, and we've talked a little bit about them now. I feel like Lukaku, Firmino, and Vardy all have something that you can look at to say, I don't feel great about them. But at the same time, all three have been in decent form and have been scoring some goals and getting some assists in yeah. recent matches. So well, I don't. can you go wrong with any of those three guys? It doesn't yeah, seem like it. I don't know. I I love Liverpool scoring and this, the rate that they, that they are scoring at. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, Bobby. Like, for me... Bobby Chompers, as Men in Blazers call Oh, that's my favorite nickname. Bobby really Chompers good, is Really, fan. really good God, Those guys are so brilliant. Bobby <laughs> Chompers. Give me, some, give me some Bobby Chompers. Okay. And, and I don't think he's going to have many ones and twos. He might have a couple. But give me some... 
Bobby Chompers of Bombing Yang, and I, I still don't know. I got a ton of cash to spend, and now knowing that Kane probably isn't really truly coming back, I'm gonna going to spend off, that money. You're going uh, off. You're going off Lukaku. Ah, uh, man, I'm really thinking about it. I just, I just don't. People in Mourinho's system, no one lights up the fantasy scoreboard, mm. and and I just in Klopp, yeah. Can Bobby rip off two sixteens in a row? Yeah, he's done it. Like. Like that's that's happened, you know. I mean, God bless their king on Salah so much. Oh, oh, Chompers is probably going to be, you know, ready for a hat trick. Soon. I will say, um, it's worth probably mentioning. Jamie Vardy's only double digit score all season was game was one. week one, against, which against your favorite team, of course. Uh, every the most, I mean, he hit a, he hit nine several times. Uh, but that's on a goal and all three bonus points. Whenever he's done, Vardy's that. So, only good for one goal a game. Yeah, Var- I feel like that. I feel like that is pretty fair. Vardy, Vardy, Firmino. Like we talked about that earlier in the season, where it seemed like that because Vardy and Firmino were both at the same exact price, there was a there was always that question. You know, I feel like through the first twenty weeks of the season, who are you going to take between Vardy and Firmino? Both ended up. Being really consistent. Look at their. I mean, Firmino ends up with a higher. I think because the ceiling is higher, and he hit that ceiling more often. He's got thirty more points than Jamie Vardy does. So over the course of this season, the correct answer was Roberto Firmino. What what I will probably do over this next match week is is especially with the information that Leicester's got the two double matches. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'll probably will add Vardy, I and Mares. I might actually take a negative four to add both of them because. Lester's not midfielder podcast. Lester's schedule. Seriously. Lester's schedule is juicy. Yep. Um so I think a fact that's add... been true and pointed out on this podcast since about week fifteen. <laughs> it's right. true. Really I mean it really has been. It's been a long but time. It like I might get crazy, but I I feel like my three ads this week, non non defensive ads with all the money that I have. Just wanting to be spent somewhere, Scott. Uh, like if I could add a son, Mares, and Vardy to the team with my crap defenders, it's not too bad. Man, I feel pretty good about that. No, yeah. I just don't know if I'm going to take that many negative points. I probably won't. I'll probably space it out. But speaking of son, and this is not a midfielder podcast, but I think we need to talk really briefly about handcuff options. Now we talked about the. Appeal of Gabriel Jesus. Hey, for play some. that little in between thingy when you do that. You know, bam, bam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we already talked about how Gabriel Jesus has been appealing to some, uh, but not to us. But also, you know, Harry Kane is going to have to be replaced by somebody in the Spurs lineup. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be replaced by Fernando Llorente, or is he going to be replaced by someone like Son, who's actually a midfielder in Man, fantasy? That is really tough. And if Fernando Llorente plays the minutes that are a good bit of the minutes that Kane would play. That muddies the waters a touch, doesn't we it? We don't need muddier waters. <laughs> no, we don't. We know this. However, I would say I I don't know that how many I don't know how many people are going to look at him as a viable option. And I think it's because his role has been so spotty. Yeah. Even in I mean, even in FA Cup, I mean, it's like, hey, 77 minutes, we need a guy to come in and either spell Harry Kane or we need a different attacking threat on set pieces, and so come on in, Fernando. It is. It's You're right. It's so tough to predict what his role is going to be because um, no one's just going to roll into Harry Kane's. But Har- 
hardly boots. anyone can walk into a situation like that that's as good as that and be as effective for 20 minutes at a time if he gets 20 minutes as yeah. Fernando <laughs> El sure. Rey Leon. Even so, I'm not sure that we are going to be able to honestly promote Fernando Llorente as an option. But I don't feel good about it. It's going to be interesting. Let me move to the bargain bin at the forward position, if I may. I want to highlight three. My favorite spot. Yes. Well, Dave's favorite spot. For Uh, defenders. I want to put three names out. For defenders. This is not a defender podcast. It is not. I want to throw three names out there, one of which we've already discussed a little bit. Uh, First of all, Glenn Murray. Okay. Brighton's next three fixtures are not terrible. Right. And that's roughly going to take you through till mid to late April. Mm-hmm. So if Kane does return, would Glenn Murray be a good rental in um, Kane's place? I would say for that, for the reason that you just said, that it is not the worst thing that you'll ever see, the, the Brighton schedule, which... I oh, think. Hold on, I I disagree with this. Well, let's well, comparative to the end of this season. Look at the. I think what Scott is saying is that you don't hate home Leicester, home Huddersfield at Crystal Palace. No. Comparative to yeah, but Leicester's been in good form. Leicester is a Leicester is. Of Leicester course, you is like very good. You like home to Huddersfield. You like home to Huddersfield, but at Palace, at Palace is no cakewalk, and we no, know that. That's right, and but. This is that's desperate match right there. That's a desperation. That, that, that is, is absolutely relegation because they're they're not getting points. At, they're not getting points after that. Spurs at Burnley, home United at Liverpool at City, and they're, they get to have they get to add Manchester City probably to Manchester United in week thirty seven. Yeah, the bad week in Manchester. You get. Th- I feel like we said it. I said it a while ago. The usefulness of Brighton players was running out, and that was yes. specifically about Pascal Gross. I don't see how Glenn Murray is all that effective beyond the Huddersfield match. I agree. But that but that Crystal but Palace match is on the 14th of April. The three weeks ahead of you, I feel like, are as good as it's going to get for, for Glenn Murray. And my feeling is that a lot of people are selling at $6. I'm guessing a lot of people that had Callum Wilson... Probably for the double or for the week for week thirty one or the Steve Mounier owners and some of those other low level guys. My guess is you're probably that's a that's a decent swap to make where you don't have to do much, or uh, Jordan Ayew, you can probably come up with that difference. Yeah, for, uh, sure. for a player like that. All right, let me throw another name out there. Okay. This one we haven't really discussed. You mentioned him briefly, Brian. Ashley Barnes. Mm-hmm. Crazily enough, if I sell Harry Kane for Ashley Barnes, I'm getting something like seven no. pounds on that one transaction alone. FPL is pushing Ashley Barnes right now, and I'm he's guessing... in the top five in form. Yep. His so, form is outstanding. Well, it's because he has three three of his six goals this season have happened in the, in the last, last five games. matches. And the last three games, three and of five, Brian. Also, three of his six goals in the last five matches. I'm pretty sure he scored in the last three matches. Right. He has scored right. Well, that's why yes, matches. that's exactly it. Yes, he scored in the last three. We talked about him last Got week. Uh, or whenever he did that. Uh, he's created five chances. In the last five matches, so big, big chances or chances? He's just created chances. Okay. But what I'm saying is, you want. I think that's a that's a bonus. You want your guys to be oh, able to. Sure. You want your guys to do that. I think well, that's a good stat to add to a guy who, you know, who does the thing with Ashley Barnes. He doesn't take a lot of shots. But so, the thing about Ashley Barnes is that we've talked all year about this forward rotation for Burnley, and then I looked at the minutes that Ashley Barnes has been playing. Right, and he's actually been playing just about all the time. 
Yeah, uh, I believe it was. Uh, so that's why a couple weeks ago when we talked about Ashley Barnes, he had scored three straight, but that he had not. The, the I we said he did not play fewer than eighty-eight minutes in nine straight matches. So he is on the field. He is on the pitch all the time. And so Chris Wood, you know, that's what that was. What we were, you know, Chris Wood, despite his whatever wherever he was, been really good. Chris Wood is the sub. Chris Wood's subbing in. Ashley Barnes seemed to be seems to be the first choice. To add to the just to clarify too, he's averaging for the season under two shots a game. It's only one point seven shots per game. But as the FPL has alerted us this week, uh, as far as Ashley Barnes is concerned, in the last three game weeks, he's had more touches in the opponent's penalty area. And more shots on target than anyone. So he's had 22 touches in the in the opposition box, six shots on target since week 28. No one else can say that. So, yes, recent form, absolutely. Ash, Ashley Barnes is is as on fire as anyone else. The other appeal for him is double week 34 and Burnley play in week 35. Ashley Barnes, and and I would guess Chris Wood for that exact reason. Uh, because have a different but appeal. The fact that but you're Ashley mentioning Barnes, both names is that cancel them both out. I know that's what makes me nervous about Ashley Barnes. Yeah, the other name is Jinkto Soon, and we had talked about how I mean his form. If you're going to chase goals, you're probably looking at Jinkto Soon. However, his next two matches are against City and Liverpool, and so that right there makes you probably want to wait. Look, I said it before. I really don't know why. Of all the players that you can transfer in, why are you taking a huge chance on Jank now? I get it if you already had him, but why are 50,000 people adding him now? Like, I, it just seems like a really odd strategy. I don't know why you're, you're chasing his streak here against teams where you just say, I doubt it. I really <laughs> doubt it. Yeah. Last week we said that. Like, I agree. If you get a goal in the next two weeks, you are freaking out. It's true. But whatever. I'm I not managing everyone else's team. Let's move on to some high-risk gambles. We've already talked about Dave's... Oh, I got some high-risk gambles. For ...dislike you. of Marcus Rashford. Let me start the conversation. No, no. I like Marcus Rashford as a player. But not I, for fantasy. Not for fantasy. This is not a real-life podcast. That's correct. Uh, let's start the conversation before we get to yours, Brian, yeah. about... And maybe this overlaps with yours. I'm sure it will. Uh, let's start with the two Chelsea forwards. Okay. Avaro Morata and Olivier Giroud. Yeah. Both are gambles... Both could pay off. Probably Murata from a starting forward role and Giroud with a brace off the bench. But are you going to really bet on that? I trust point? nothing with Chelsea. Unless maybe Will um, Williams a better buy, but it's not so, a midfielder podcast. Exactly right, Dave. So oddly enough, um, I think it, I think even looking at the list of most transferred in, just the forwards, I think it's strange to be able to. Even, I think it's strange to see Alvaro Murata's name even on the first page of transfers in 4,500 people have decided to bring him in. So I'm surprised his ownership was 4,500 given the fact that he hardly played for nine straight weeks and then also has not played much even since he's been healthy again. So uh, of the schedules of teams that are left, I don't think you can really be mad about Chelsea's. I think Chelsea's schedule is pretty nice 
And then the other thing with Chelsea, I mean, I know that the FPL is pushing the defenders. The rest of the season, you, you see the schedule, you say this looks good. Uh, you know that the double week, probably week 37, at least you know you're getting Huddersfield and Liverpool, and they play Liverpool at home. So if it was at Anfield, you might say, I don't know about that, but still, they get to play Liverpool at home, and then they play home to Huddersfield. So that's your two likely week 37, the makeup match against Huddersfield that's just hanging down there right now is likely to be put in week 37. I think everyone's kind of expecting that. This is not a bad schedule at all the rest of the way. And so it's just real. I think the really, really risky thing with Murata is he's played like no minutes. I, honestly, like looking at that and seeing a 7.5% ownership, that like who? That's got to be 6.9% people who have stopped playing right. when, when he right. hurt his back. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Agree. And I so 4,500 people are like, hey, you know what? I got some money. I'm going to throw it on Alvaro Morata. Sure. It's just a lot of money. Like, if you can pick between Gabriel Jesus and Morata right now, who are you picking? Scott. Jesus and Morata? Yeah. Jesus? Yeah. Probably Jesus. Yeah. And he's cheaper. Yeah. So I just, I feel like that's such a weird guy yeah. to get. No, I know. Uh, I, I Obama w- Yang is a, is 10.6. Morata's 10.4. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. The, the- anyway. I, there's nothing I want from Giroud or Morata or really anything Chelsea. All right, who are your other high-risk forwards there, Brian? Man, the highest risk of all. And Dave, you're going you're gonna to roll straight this. off your chair as soon as I say his name. Christian Benteke. No one is buying Christian Benteke. Lots of people are buying Jank Tosun. No one is buying Christian Benteke. I think that's weird. Christian Benteke is still averaging over two shots a game, which is which is just like a lot of other guys. He's created this is this this is the assist guy now, Dave. 17 chances created in the last eight weeks. Eight weeks, it's so 17 weird, chances, man. a goal and six assists. He's got seven I, assists on the year. I know. And six of those have come since week twenty two. Yep. That is a ton of it's, things to do. So weird. And, and a lot of those are Luka Milivojevic penalty kicks. And Zaha's <laughs> back. Right. I just find it really odd that a guy who has produced in the last nine weeks produced so, assists, the not same goals. kind yeah. of assist and goal numbers, the fives and sixes that Lukaku's had in that same That's span, true. That's fair. Is the very bottom name of the first page of forward transfers, not overall transfers. This is interesting. Forwards. This so is interesting. He's only but he is only 3. 3.2 3.2% owned. He's in the exact range of dollars where you say, "Boy, that's a lot of money because he's 7.7." I know. That's, right. He was he's in the Rashford range. I'm just saying Christian Benteke has has the performance. He's got it. He does. He's doing just enough. Especially in the last like yes. the last 6 weeks he does. So I'm not at all expecting him to go on a goal-scoring run or anything by the end of the season, but no double weeks for them, but their schedule eases up a lot. Crystal Palace, we've already talked about that with Wilfred Zaha and some of these other guys. The schedule is going to ease up for Crystal Palace for the rest of the season. Yeah. Christian Benteke is, hold on, I can give you this in two seconds. Guess where Benteke is on minutes played for the season in forwards? Oh. 
I guess high. He's up there, I'm sure. He is seventh well, in minutes played. He's behind those perennial names that you expect to see so there. I, like I, I don't Rondon, Jay Rodriguez. Ugh. He's played just <laughs> under a hundred minutes less than uh than Solomon Rondon, but he's still over two thousand for the season. Lukaku's at twenty five hundred. I guess it's just so, surprising. I guess it's just surprising because it just feels like he hasn't played either he hasn't played that much or his production should be a lot more. He's got two. No, goals. no, no. Here's the thing. You can dig into the numbers and you can see that there are reasons why you want to own Benteke. The thing is, is most people when they look at Christian Benteke and they think assists. Mm-hmm. No, they that's so hilarious. They, no one, <laughs> the most no hilarious one thing looks at him and <laughs> yeah, thinks so assists. Well, right now you have to, right? But here's the problem. I want my midfielders assisting right. my forwards scoring. I totally get it. I totally get it. Zaha but, and Luca are my, my scorers. And if I can get midfielder scorers, I'm going there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go and go by the forward who's assisting them. And that's that's got to be the reason why no one's buying Benteke right I now. I totally get it. I just find it so strange that in a in a week where you know that you're at least going to have him, more people right now, this is not a joke, more people right now have purchased Jordan Ayu than Christian Benteke. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding. 1,781 active, you assume, not bots, human beings pressing real <laughs> not, buttons on a computer and clicking a real mouse. Not Russian 1,781 bots. people, as my I'm looking at it right now, and I just refreshed, have bought Jordan Ayu, and 1,562 have bought Christian Benteke. The yeah. Jordan Ayu who's not playing till April 14th. Double the number of people have bought Umar Nias since then. Almost triple the number of people. people have bought Alvaro Morata, Dwight Gale, Wayne Rooney. You cannot tell me that you count on Wayne Rooney to score more than Christian Benteke by the end of the season. And Wayne Rooney is 7.2. Christian Benteke is 7.7. There is no way in the world that you can tell me that you would count on that. See, now all I want to know is how many of the nearly 6 million people playing Fantasy Premier League are actually Russian bots. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> I'm such wondering. A good, we need to dig into this. Yeah. <laughs> Please, someone from the Fantasy Premier League. Tell us these answers. At this Tweet point, this I'm wondering how many people are still listening to our pod. Oh. And uh, well, Brian, give us the rest no, of your no, high I'm risk kidding, gambles. Look, the other high risk gambles, the people By who By the are, way, let me interrupt you. It's most of them. We know this. They listen no, to us I, all the way I, through. I, I, They're listen, loyal listeners. I know Look, this is true. Eleven thousand people are making Jay Rodriguez a high risk gamble. And Kill the, yourself the big, right now. The no, big, no, 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 no. Listen. He's 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 a poor man's Charlie Austin. Yeah. The There's big, nothing like I totally get the J. Rod. I would sell Jordan Ayew for J. Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to right now because I got to replace Harry Kane first. But that is, I would understand anyone who made that move. The last West two, Brom is the, the Hindenburg no, in the, the air la- on fire, and that's the <laughs> oh the humanity. <laughs> the last two big risk guys are the West Brom forwards. It's what it's Jay right, Rodriguez and no it's Salomon Rondon. I know. There listen, is no way. Listen. I know you don't like this, but they still, every once in a while, get you some points. And on your scale of points are points, you know that points matter. Solomon Rondon outscored all of the trendy picks last week for forward selections because he assisted Jay Rodriguez against Bournemouth last week. 
Yeah. Everyone's going on Steve Mounier. Everyone's got Callum Wilson in their lineup last week. And and those, who gets the points? Solomon Rondon. Can I just throw something in Dave's yeah. face for a second? Yes. Both Jay Rodriguez and Solomon Rondon have scored more points this season overall than Umar Nias. Suck on that. Dave, that's a that's, bunch of, that is really harsh. That is a, the facts are tough pills to swallow. That's the hey, famous saying. You know goes. what? You know what? Guess who's getting relegated and who's not? That's true. No question about that. J Rod, J Rod and Rondon can you know what? boink themselves in the championship next year. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. But you know what? They still score points in fantasy Premier League this year. Listen, they are both they are both still getting their shots just the same as anybody else. Salomon Rondon has averaged more shots per game this season than Alexander Lacazette has. In all seriousness, I would rather own J Rod than uh Salomon Rondon. Right. And and Jay Rodriguez has been good in spurts all season long. And, and we, so, we knew that that would happen when right. he signed for West Brom. Tony Peel is Stop that talking about West Brom. <laughs> God bless her getting effing relegated. Let's move on from freaking right. West all Brom. Right. Dave, they pull up your defense. I think, I think half your defenders are getting relegated. Negative. <laughs> the whole point is there are guys here. And there are big options. And I, it's really surprising to me that people are taking chances on some of these lower guys. Or wasting a transfer on Jordan Ayew. That's really weird. That, that, that is such a insane. weird transfer in. Because he's not going to be back for at least, he's got two more weeks. Do you think that people don't know what the red triangle means? It very well could be. Okay. I just think they're, oh, let's stick with the premise of Russian bots. That's mm-hmm. valid. Well, there are lots of options out there. For my money, I'm really, really leaning hard towards selling Harry Kane for Jamie Vardy, going with the Leicester at Brighton matchup. Uh, of course, I could change my mind at the last minute and go with Roberto Firmino. I'm probably not going to go for uh, Romelu Lukaku. Uh, that's just me. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. And then I might just throw Sergio Aguero in that first spot on my bench and hope that he plays, and maybe someone will be able to sub in for him. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he does. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts and scores a hat trick. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays zero minutes and and they fi- find out afterwards he sat on the bus the whole time. <laughs> or stubbed his toe again yeah. and re-injured his whatever was hurt the first time. Hey, thank you for listeners if you've lasted this long through this podcast. I, I really appreciate this it. Was good. No, no, no. It has been good. Dave, I'm just, you're so hateful. No, no, no. Listen, it's been a... If you would have told me at the start of this podcast that we would have gone over an hour talking forwards... I would have said no way, but we did it. No, and you know, honestly, it was a good listen. Real quick, I don't want to drag Wayne Rooney back into this, but the Gilfie Sigerson injury does change Wayne Rooney's necessity to the team a little bit. That's a not li- a bad. That's a not little a bad bit. point. Now, he is off penalties, so says Big Sam. Sure, but I'm not, and I'm certainly not putting him out there as a. You should think about buying him. I would say don't buy him. Okay. I'm just saying it just struck me now that Gilfie being hurt yeah, sure. makes him a little bit more no, I can uh, see that. important to their <sighs> immediate. My biggest regret of the year is losing out in the FPL Cup to a guy who had Wayne Rooney on his front line. Oh, yeah, brutal. Still hurts. Hey, at least you didn't lose to I Got a Feeling. <laughs> oh, boy. But weirdly, you've owned a him since you lost to I have Got a Feeling. And we'll end this podcast by me saying, at least you guys qualified for the FPL Cup. <laughs> <laughs> a rough year, Brian. I scored. Right. I scored thirty points that week. Uh, <laughs> listen, the FPL Cup when they happen, God, it's just brutal sometimes. Hey, listen, 
thank you for uh, for hanging in with us. We had we always have fun time doing this. That's why we do it. Find us on all the Fantasy Soccer FC platforms, Facebook, Twitter, website, FantasySoccerFC.com. Tom I think, Heaton. I think there have been Tom Heaton's back this week. I think there have been something like four matches in the Premier League in the last 20 days. It's going to be good to have matches again. God bless this Saturday and Sunday. We're very looking forward to it. Tom Heaton. Brian, what's everyone? Uh, Tom Heaton. Tom back Heaton might be back this week. Do you think he's going to be in the starting lineup? I don't know, man. Uh, interesting. Hey, for the Fantasy Soccer FC <laughs> podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>